living in dark days, but the God who is all light watches over his own. He sees through the shadows and he can see us through the most difficult seasons of life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And today on Enjoying the Journey, Scott Pauley is walking us through one of the most famous and familiar scriptures, Psalm 23, to help us get a fresh glimpse of the shepherd in the shadows. Let's join the study now in God's Word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, perhaps those words are some of the most famous and familiar words in all of Scripture. And yet the problem with famous and familiar text is that they are familiar text. And sometimes we get the idea that we know that already. I hope in the coming studies you will join me in Psalm 23. Let's take a fresh look at this familiar text. In fact, let's begin with a prayer today. The prayer that the psalmist made in another one of the psalms, Lord, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. There's nothing new in Psalm 23 because God is eternal and there's no new scripture being given. And yet you can come to a psalm like Psalm 23 and though there's nothing new there, there can be something fresh there for your own soul. One of the mistakes we make with Psalm 23 is we view it as a psalm for death. I think part of the reason for that is because it is so frequently used in hospitals and at funeral homes and at gravesides. And while there's nothing wrong with that, it brings great comfort to those going through the valley of the shadow of death, I would suggest to you that Psalm 23 is not a psalm for death, it's a psalm for life. In fact, it is a psalm for all of life. I believe that Psalm 23 covers all of the seasons of life and all the situations of God's people because the great need we all have at every step and stage along the journey is we need a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. My pastor, uh, Clarence Sexton, years ago wrote a wonderful book on Psalm 23. In fact, I'd recommend it to you, and uh, hopefully I'll recommend a few other resources along our study if you'd like to delve deeper into this amazing book. But one of the things that my pastor suggested to us is that we would read the first line of Psalm 23 before every other line. For example, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd, he leadeth me beside the still waters. The Lord is my shepherd, he restoreth my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You get the idea. I would encourage you to do that devotionally because what it will do, it will help you to remember that Psalm 23 is not about us first. It is not about situations primarily. It's always about the Lord. You see, if we can truly know the Lord, if we can get our eyes on the Lord, if we can draw close to the Lord, if we can come to enjoy our Lord's presence, if we can see his shepherding work in all of our lives, then we can say, I shall not want. You can't say the second half of that verse until you can say the first half. He has to be your shepherd, and you have to be his sheep, and you have to be following in his path if you want to claim all the other promises found in this amazing psalm, Psalm 23. 
Now, the key that unlocks this amazing psalm is the opening phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. That's significant for several reasons. First of all, it is significant because of who is writing it. I mean by that the human penman being David, who was David? He was a shepherd. The first glimpse we get of David is in the field, keeping the sheep of his father Jesse and watching over them. We know that later in life, God would entrust him with a, a much larger flock, that being his own flock, the nation of Israel. What a powerful reminder that when you're faithful in that which is least, then the Lord gives you much more. And so David had the shepherd heart. But when he comes to Psalm 23, this young man who now is older and more mature is not viewing himself as the shepherd. He is viewing the Lord as the shepherd. He is understanding uh, how the Lord has dealt patiently with him, how the Lord has protected him and provided for him and led him and restored him. All the wonderful things that a shepherd would do for the sheep, he said, Lord, you've done every one of those for me. You're continuing to do those for me, and you do that for all of your people. So it's significant because of who is writing. It's also significant because of the placement of Psalm 23 in this Hebrew hymn book. You see, Psalm 23 is is sandwiched between two amazing psalms. Psalm 22 is the psalm of Calvary. In fact, some people even believe that our Lord Jesus quoted the entire psalm, perhaps, from the cross. But there are definite things spoken at Calvary that are quotes from Psalm 22. So in Psalm 22, we get a picture of our Lord Jesus dying for us. In Psalm 24, the psalm after Psalm 23 we get a picture of our Lord Jesus returning in all of his glory. In fact, we see him coming back in victory and in power. It's a glimpse of, of the future. So we see him at Mount Calvary. We see him in his second coming. And then between the two, where do we see him? Exactly where he is today. He's our shepherd. Yes, he died for us at Calvary. And yes, he is coming again in glory. But right now, Beloved, the Lord is watching over his sheep. The Lord is taking care of his own. In fact, we might even think of it this way. Psalm 22, 23, and 24, this little trilogy of psalms, gives us the great glimpse, the complete glimpse of our shepherd. In Psalm 22, he is the good shepherd giving his life for the sheep. That's what Jesus said of himself. In John chapter 10, verse number 11, I am the good shepherd. And in Psalm 22 at Calvary, that's what he's doing. He's laying down his life for the sheep. In Psalm 23, he is the great shepherd. He truly is the great shepherd. And that's a phrase borrowed from Hebrews 13. But he's always leading us in the paths of righteousness. And then in Psalm 24, who is he? He is what Peter calls the chief shepherd. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 4, the chief shepherd that is going to appear. As the good shepherd in Psalm 22 he is taking care of sin's penalty. As the great shepherd in Psalm 23, he's taking care of sin's power. And praise God, someday soon in Psalm 24, our chief shepherd will show up to take care of sin's very presence. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd. It might interest you to know that there are over 1,000 references in Scripture to shepherds, sheep, and lambs. Now, certainly part of that is because of the culture of the day, uh, because that was a great part of the livelihood of so many people. And yet, I believe there's a far greater reason for it. It's not just practically that people would understand it. It is spiritually 
that there is woven into this picture uh, some idea, some, some revelation of how God so lovingly and so graciously deals with all of us. And we're going to take our time walking through Psalm 23, and I hope you will walk through it slowly with me. We'll return here in our next study. I would challenge you to read Psalm 23. Read it on your knees. Read it out loud. Read it slowly. Read it prayerfully. Ask the Lord to open Psalm 23 to you. And when we return to Psalm 23, we're going to see uh, this relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. Yes, I am a sheep. Praise God, he is the shepherd. And if the Lord is my shepherd, then I truly can say, I shall not want. Father, would you show us Jesus in these coming days? Lord Jesus, would you reveal your shepherd heart to us? Holy Spirit, would you fulfill the promise that our Savior gave that you truly will guide us into all truth? And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know Psalm 23? Or do you know the shepherd of Psalm 23? Our prayer is that this study will bring you to a more intimate fellowship with the shepherd. Be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, for daily encouragement. There are many resources available to help your joy. Also on our website, click the events page to see Scott's preaching itinerary, and if you live close to one of his meetings, He would be thrilled to meet you. Again, thank you for listening today. And we hope you'll join us for the next study of The Shepherd in the Shadows here on Enjoying the Journey.